Okay, that's it. Hi, folks. Mark Salcedo from the Real Pill Podcast. Alongside me is Kelsey Loisel. And if you're listening to this episode, you uh, probably just wanted to shoot yourself after listening to Mark's yes, rendition. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you haven't shot yourself, um, we want to welcome you to the second part of our Star Wars special um, that we're doing in anticipation for uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I hope you guys had gave the previous episode a good listen to. We talked about uh, the first entries in each uh, sequ- sequential trilogy. Uh, that was, what was it? Phantom Menace, New Hope, and Force Awakens. I don't know why I'm blanking on this shit right now. Normally, like, I have the Wikipedia in my brain just going mm-hmm. off. Uh, so for this episode... Uh, we are going to be talking about Attack of the Clones, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and The Last Jedi. Uh, if you haven't watched any of those movies, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. So, kind of give you a fair warning, we are going to just be spoiling the shit about it. The shit about it? Shit on it? Out of it. Shit out of it. Spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah, I'm going to shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them we're going to shit on, like, viciously. <laughs> A vicious shitting. Like that diarrhea on it. <laughs> yeah, violent diarrhea on it. <laughs> uh, but before we get into, you know, our Star Wars talk, um, give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, the, we're at The Real Appeal. Uh, join us on our Facebook group. You can type in Facebook slash group. Uh, I think it's slash The Real Appeal. And uh, we're on Instagram, The Real Appeal. Uh, and you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Real is spelled with R-E-E-L. Yeah. Yes. I don't mention that anymore because if they're listening, <laughs> they already know. Yeah, they should be looking at the box and be like, oh, okay. I see how to spell it. All right. We got it. We got it. <laughs> so, no, they spelled it wrong. I have yeah. to spell it the right way or I won't find it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like I said, we're going to be talking about... Uh, I guess the middle child of these uh, three trilogies. Um, before we get into that, I got—I actually have a personal story about Attack of the Clones. I'd like to share with you guys. Um, when Attack of the Clones was going to come out, uh, a friend of mine had decided to uh, ditch school. I was in high school at the time. We were going to ditch school to watch it. I can't remember. It was someday during the week, obviously, and it wasn't on a weekend. But my friend and I thought it'd be a great idea to get stoned before watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard many stories of people saying, oh, I got stoned and watched A New Hope when it first came out. I think like Samuel Jackson does like a story about that. On, like <laughs> It's like an old video from like The Tonight Show or some shit. So I followed suit. Uh, we got stoned. And by the time I walked out of that movie, I did not remember anything. Uh-huh. I remember very... No, I take that back. I remember two things. Screaming and frustration because the way Django Fett went out like a little bitch. <laughs> and then the ridiculousness of Yoda just jumping all over the place fighting Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I fell asleep while watching it. I probably did. Oh my God. Anyway. So yeah, that's my, that's my personal story for... Uh, Attack of the Clones. Kelsey, why are you so quiet? Because you're telling your story and I have no stories. Yeah, but, you know, we want to get in your input, you know, comment on it. Mark, you're stupid. Okay, we got it. <laughs> uh, that does, you know, that goes without saying. Yeah, but we got to say it anyway. No, we don't. 
People already know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> from that, we're just going to just start talking about these Star Wars movies and what we liked about them, what we didn't like about them, and a few few little, little topics we're going to cover. So, see, let's talk about Attack of the Clones first. <laughs> um, what did you think about, think about it? The 2002 Attack of the Clones. That's a movie for incels. Oh, wait, what? oh yeah, you're okay. Please go on. <laughs> I remember you said that. I remember you said that after you watch it. But please elaborate. Do you ever have like these? Have you ever had a weird dream? Right, like you're sleeping and you're dreaming that you're talking to someone and you're trying to talk to someone and they're like interested in you mm-hmm. but you're not sure if you're interested in them okay or maybe you shouldn't be so it's kind of like this weird feeling okay that is anakin and padme yeah it's like he was like but i like you she's like oh but i like you too but i can't talk to you but i still like you yeah but i i it, it seemed kind of creepier than that because he was just like saying he would not not that, in so many words like incelish to me not yeah. just like innocent little child fucking dreams and shit yeah but he would also he would also say stuff like i've dreamt about you since i was a child and give her like these weird ass looks and stuff like that like you are the one who can only cure me because i'm such a troubled youth which is a very like and selfing to say, if I had a woman, they would fix me. And but he kept begging her, even though she kept telling him no. Yeah, like we can't be doing this and stuff. Yeah, and also there was one time where one of the scenes they were like in a dark room or something, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out, mm-hmm. and um, he uh, what was I gonna say? She was like telling him, you know. Uh, we shouldn't do that or whatever we shouldn't have kissed earlier or something like that okay and <sighs> i forget what i was gonna say <laughs> okay <All right. laughs> i had something to say and it left okay me. okay okay um <laughs> so i would have to agree with you on the whole incel thing about attack of the clones um i remember like i said i remember being really bored while watching um, Attack of the Clones when I saw it back in 2002. Uh, but surprisingly, when we were watching it, I mean, like, it, it does not age well at all. Like, it seems like the effects got worse mm-hmm. from, like, from The Phantom Menace. Like, The Phantom Menace took a lot of, a lot of, uh, took place in a lot of, like, live locations. Mm-hmm. And then some, of course, was, like, obviously green screen. But this one, it it seemed like, like a plethora of green screen, uh, uh locations. And, one, I it, it was very nerve wracking to like just watch and be like, "Why, it's, Jesus Christ, this shit is, it looks bad," but at the same time, it wasn't as bad as I remembered. I just remember vividly hating it. But as, after watching it, I was just like, "It's still bad, but whatever." Like I, I don't care now. Yeah, I just don't care how it is. Um, except for God, this is like when we get like whiny Anakin, little bitch. <laughs> just I hate him. Like. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Jar Jar Binks was kept to a minimum in this one. Yes. Uh, yes. I forgot. He's like in, what, two scenes, I think? Yeah. And it's just because he took Padme's spot in the Senate. Yeah. And that was it. 
Yeah, that was it. And um, I did like the inclusion that they, the inclusion of uh, Christopher Lee, who plays Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a great. That's that's one. That's one of the one of the only other than that. And Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, sorry, Hugh McGregor. Mm-hmm. It was like a constant good thing throughout these movies. I really like the inclusion of, of Christopher Lee as Count Dooku. He seemed like a real serious threat. Yeah. Um, maybe because it's just that baritone voice he's got and shit. Like, I mean, this dude played fucking Dracula. You know, these old <laughs> classic like horror films. Then of course he played Saruman. I think it is from Lord of the Rings. I don't know if it's him or there was somebody else, but there was someone in this movie that looked like I forget his name, but he played Snape. Snape. Professor Snape in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, uh, Rick. He, He's not in this. He's not in this movie. I know. I said someone looked like him. Mm, I'm trying and to think. He had that. a deeper voice like him too. Um, but he didn't look like him with the black hair. He just looked like the guy in general. Gotcha. I don't. I can't think of what I can't think of what you're talking about from um, Attack Attack of the Clones. You know, I don't. Also, Alan Rickman. That's his name. Yeah, Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Lord forgive me. Alan Rickman, great actor. Um, Alan Rickman. Yes. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, one other thing. I was not on board with the whole Boba Fett and other the cloning process thing and everything the cloning process didn't bother me that much i thought it was a bit of a weird plot hole mm. um or a weird side story yeah it was like a weird it was i don't it was a kind of a weird plot device like this is how they got their army clones boom like yeah. that's it like oh okay shit no but um jango fett is the dad right yeah the one dressed up all in the silver mandalorian something wasn't I didn't like that. Like, I felt like his character was totally misplaced. He had no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. None. I, I like the idea that he had a clone of himself and made off that it was his son. Yeah, who would later become Boba Fett, yeah. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he... They're like, oh, he just pays... You know, we pay him to be here or some shit. Yeah. And then there's a chase. Like, yeah, there's but like it, this... it's like weird. Like, put him somewhere where he can really do some damage because the guy looks like he has some fucking talent as a mercenary or something. Yeah, there's this running theme that um, people like to. People like there are people who really like Boba Fett, and they just like him because the way how he looks. He just looks cool. And if you get into like the books and comics, his whole mythology is actually pretty dope. But if you're just with him in the movies. Boba Fett, he's really just a, really an incompetent bounty hunter. He, mm-hmm. he gets taken out and like returned the Jedi pretty quickly. Um, but his father, Jango, seems a little bit better. You know, he's like holding his he's holding his own against Obi Wan Kenobi when um, they're fighting on that uh, planet. Uh, I think it's called like Karen or Kaman or something like that. And uh, it's Coleman. Okay. And uh, but yeah, I. I I I have to agree with you on that with the inclusion of Django Fett because it does I don't know it seemed like he it seemed like Lucas kind of forced that character in like oh hey here's Django Fett but like they didn't have to have Django Fett they're but, like oh the reason why we had him here was because of his genes like we're using him to clone all these people mm-hmm. and we're modifying them to be more obedient but there was only one we didn't modify that way and that's Boba, Boba yeah. Fett yeah but. So you have his genes now. Mm-hmm. So why are you 
like you keep him there you you've compensated him but the guy doesn't seem like he'd want to be holed up somewhere who jango and yeah. then he keeps going out on these missions and stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't get to explore really any of that. Yeah, you don't explore. It's is the plan of Camino. There you go. That I want to point that out. It's the plan of Camino where Obi Wan and Jango Fett are fighting. Um, yeah, you like because like they 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 introduce these characters, but and they give them somewhat of a backstory or they give them an idea of what kind of people they are, like Qui Gon and Obi Wan and even some of Count Dooku. When it's later revealed that Dooku was once Yoda's Padawan. Mm-hmm. Um, but Django, it was just like, oh, look, there's Django. And that's where Boba Fett comes from. Okay. Like, just like that. <laughs> and then, of course, like, you know, this this movie kind of does the same thing that um, Attack, not Attack of the Clones, um, Phantom Menace did, where they introduce, like, this potentially badass character and kill him by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why? That's so stupid. Yeah. You know, because that actually kind of leaves like this whole like gap for Boba. Like, okay, well, how did Boba become like this badass bounty hunter? Now mm-hmm. we have, now we, we want to know and we're never going to know unless we like read the books or read the comics. But people don't read. Yeah, I don't. You don't you read? Liar. When I'm not a mom full time, I read. So you I read? haven't read in a long time. Oh, stop it. You read articles. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh yeah and so this is uh when we finally get to see uh what's his name samuel jackson wielding that purple lightsaber mm-hmm. you know wishing the swishing it around and shit like that yeah. i i kind of do like him not kind of i do like him um as a jedi master uh <sighs> we just never found out how much of a badass he was <laughs> No, I feel like they just fall short all the time in every single character. Yeah. Like, they had this whole world where they had these little kids who, um, the, the that, j- they were learning the Force and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of them, I think it was, was it, uh, Ewan McGregor's character came in to Yoda and was like, hey, you know. Oh, um, I can't find the, I can't a, find the planet of Camino. Yeah, like, did it ever exist? Like, is there an error? Mm. And then Yoda's like, oh, there's not an error. And they show, like, this whole world where you could see all these, like, different planets. And and it's like, so there, there's something there, but they don't ever really fully explore it. They're just like, oh, I could do this badass thing with these graphics. Cool. Yeah, like, they introduce, they're introducing, like, the Jedi Academy and, like, the whole thing was going. Like, they, they, there's a lot of introduction that maybe should have been put into Phantom Menace. Yeah. And it could have been later explored in Attack of the Clones and in Revenge of the Sith. We do get more of it in Revenge of the Sith, the exploring of the Jedi Council, but I mean, the Jedi Academy, but very, 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 very little. Mm-hmm. Like, very little. And then, of course, like, it's just weird because, like, normally if you're doing, like, a set of, like, if you're doing a set trilogy, that yeah. you got the trilogy set, you're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. You normally kind of, like, start. Introducing, introducing these characters either from the beginning or like part way within the beginning, especially if it's going to be like one continuous story within like a confined space, yeah, or a confined set of films. The other thing that I thought was weird was they had this whole idea mm. that you know, like everyone that we see is able to use the force, mm. and then there's Samuel Jackson's character and Yoda. 
And they're like, yeah, we we shouldn't tell anyone yet that, you know, we're losing our powers. Oh, yeah, we're being clouded by the dark side. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so that was a whole weird thing, too, because why wouldn't you say something to somebody because maybe they could help you? Mm. Maybe there's something that could be done. Maybe it might affect some of the decision-making. And they just make really stupid choices from the beginning to the end, including letting Anakin go with Padme. Yo, that shit is so stupid. I didn't think I didn't realize I'm that like, until. Oh, let or, me let me let my teenage daughter go off with this teenage boy, uh, you know, for a camping well, trip for well, a while, and check nothing's this out. never gonna happen. Check this out. Now she was supposed she was her character was supposed to be twenty eight. In, in Attack of the Clones. Well, I know, but I'm just like <laughs> no, in that I, mindset. Like, if you don't want, if they're basically your children, yeah. or he is, mm-hmm. you're not gonna let you know yeah. two little horn dogs go away. Exactly. You together. Have, yeah, you have Anakin Skywalker who who's been with the Jedi Council, who's been in the Jedi Academy since let's say eight years old, eight or nine years old, right? And he's at a certain age where. His body's changing? Well, his body's already changed, but, you know, he's getting funny feelings in places, you know, growing hair in places he didn't think was possible. Mm-hmm. His hormones all over the place. And they're like, oh, Anakin, yeah, go go watch this 28-year-old girl you've had the hots for since you were a kid who looks like Natalie Portman, who I got to admit, she's pretty, she's pretty fine herself. Go off in this luscious planet and hide. Oh, and yeah. don't don't stick your dick in her. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, you know, you're a Jedi. You're not supposed to fall in love with anyone, so you're cool, right? <laughs> yeah, this this emotionally this emotionally charged boy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're in no way gonna be able to like contain that or anything like it was so dumb. Speaking of Natalie Portman, I know I pointed this out to you, but they're doing that fight scene near the end, and she gets like her- on the planet of uh, Genosa. That, yeah. Yeah, that robot. She gets her car. back shredded. Uh-huh. And it's like, all right, she's got these shred marks on her back. Mm. Then all of a sudden you see her again and like the bottom of her shirt's cut off shorter. Yeah, she got to show that six pack. Then all of a sudden you see her again and it's cut even shorter. Yeah. Like, that was weird. I mean, some... Like, okay, no, that wasn't enough. You got to see more of her flat stomach. Yeah. Uh, young boys became... No, young Jedi's, young Padawans became Jedi's that day when they saw it. Like, who? Oh? <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's not let's not try to beat this dead horse of Attack of the Clones because it's, it's had enough time to be just thrash beyond recognition. Um, so let's just go ahead and just start jumping between Empire and the Last Jedi. Uh, okay, so in. Okay, we kind of, we kind of. Do you have anything that you felt that uh, that Attack of the Clones might have done right, or maybe maybe somewhat improved on from the Phantom Menace? Um, I do think it was improved in the number of characters because I felt like Phantom Menace didn't have that many characters mm-hmm. going on in it, not even background characters. Yeah, I think it had more characters. I think the characters maybe wanted you like left you wanting more yeah because they were even though they weren't explored mm. you wanted to know more about them and i did not give a shit about anybody in phantom menace okay um 
But I remember, I remember you telling me that like by the time Attack of the Clones in, you're just like, I already forgot most of the stuff that happened. We weren't even done watching it. Oh, <laughs> we weren't even done. You're just like, what? Yeah, I I remember Chase scene in some hot rod floating cars. Oh, at the beginning, yeah. Um, Anakin and Padme talking a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, Ro- uh, they're rolling in the grass, you know. And then there was a fight scene, couple of, like a fight scene on the place where the clones were oh uh yeah Kamina. Mm-hmm. and then fight scene with natalie portman's ever shrinking shirt yeah on the planet genosa i will and that, that's all I, re- I don't remember everything in total i just remember mm. and we just watched it a week ago yeah that's right yeah, yeah like i was already forgetting it by the time we were halfway through i'm like i don't even remember what i watched in the beginning of the film already shit <laughs> uh one thing i did one thing i, th- I think they did right and it's it's only in there for maybe like well maybe a minute or two, is when they show the they they show essentially the the beginnings of the Clone War, where you see the clones fighting the droids, uh-huh. and there's that really cool scene where like a ship crashes down and it's this huge dust storm that comes up, mm-hmm. and you just see them just like blasting with their their um they're shooting with their blasters and everything, and you see you get an idea of like oh shit we're in the middle of a fucking war, yeah, and it's like really weird because you're just like. Oh yeah, like this. This is Star Wars. We're Star Wars. Boom. This is what war is. We're all doing kind of something like this. Yeah. Um, even though we got we got kind of a battle in the first one in Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. that was just really just comical. Yeah. Didn't take anything serious. Um. So let's let's go ahead and jump into let's go between Empire and the Last Jedi. Uh. Before actually before we do that, what did you think of Empire? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. It was good. I think it was a little bit slower in parts than mm-hmm. I had originally thought. But it made sense, mm-hmm. even though it was slower in parts. Yeah, character development and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, and I like the fact that you got to follow the characters a little bit more, so mm-hmm. that it wasn't so finite after watching the first one. Yeah. You got to see um, Luke a little more grown up. Yeah, yeah. Kind of more settled into what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see Leia and Han kind of dealing with their lack of... Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The their, the tension between the two? The, yeah, the tension. Like They just don't want to admit, admit the- their lack of admission of th- feelings <laughs> for each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like there was enough dialogue with dialogue, if there ever could be dialogue, <laughs> with Chewie. Because, like, okay. in the first one, I felt like Han played off of him more. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got you. So you felt like he was an actual character. And in yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I feel like there was less of that. So he was just kind of a background character. And it was kind of sad because even though he doesn't really speak, you get a sense of who he is. Yeah, you get a sense of the relationship between Han and Chewie. That's why whenever anybody thinks of Han, they think of Chewie or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't really give the th- I don't really give Empire Strikes Back really fault for that because this is more of the relationship blossom- blossoming between... Um, between Han, Han and, and Han and Leia, which I thought that was really great. I think this is like a great example of what the relationship was like. Um, that so many people are just like, yeah, I want a relationship like them because it's it's a it's a lot of going back and forth and everything. And then of course we get like a lot of like the great um, like that great music mm-hmm. 
for uh, Han and Leia, which I think it's I think it's called "The Princess and the Smuggler" or something like that. I think that's the title of the song. Yeah. Um, and that music is so iconic. Yeah. You know, like even like right now as we're talking about, I'm like playing it in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I will agree about the whole Luke thing. Luke does. Luke grows the fuck up finally. Yeah. He's no longer that teenage boy on Tatooine, and he looks. I gotta admit, he looked cut. Did he? Yeah, I thought he he looked like he had been working out mm-hmm. while on uh, while at the on um on Dagobah training with Yoda. Uh huh. I was just like, damn, Luke, you doing some fucking push ups and pull ups <laughs> now and shit like that. But I really like that training sequence that he mm-hmm. has with Yoda, and it it like it, there's a lot of mirror imagery or mirror scenes between Empire and the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um. We even got like, like let's say the relationship between Han and Leia. I mean, Han, yeah, yeah, Han and Leia. I keep wanting to say Han, uh, Luke and Leia. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a relationship between Han and Leia, and then in the Last Jedi, we have a relationship between uh, John Boyega's character and uh, what's her name, Kelly Tran or Kim Tran, the Asian girl. Yeah, we got. We seem like we got kind of a relationship there building up. Not so obvious, but there's is a kind of. A little bit of similarities with it. Yeah, they, it seems like they're playing because in Empire Strikes Back, you don't really know. I mean, there's the tension between Han and Leia, but Leia straight up kisses Luke when he's still recovering. Yeah, to from, make to make Han jealous. Yeah, so like, there's a little bit of that there. So I feel like it's maybe a little bit of a similarity when you come to the Last Jedi because there's Finn and Rey. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Finn and what's uh, her Kelly Tran. What's I can't remember her character. It was a Paige. I think it's Paige. Yeah. Uh, so Morning like sister a- Paige. No, Rose. I'm sorry. Her name was Rose. Paige. Was, Paige was the sister who died at the beginning okay. of the Last Jedi. Okay. So you, it's almost like you don't know at this point if Finn and Ray, Ray are going to be together or mm-hmm. if they're just really good friends, and it's going to be. Finn and Rose. And Rose, yeah. Or maybe even, you know, Finn and Poe? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 what's what's the term? I'm shipping it. I'm shipping it. Yeah, when you want that relationship to happen between somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm so for that. Yeah. Uh so, okay, so what did you think about <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. What did you think about all of the extra added stuff since we watched the Disney Plus version? Because I know you. Oh, for Empire. For Empire, because you're like that wasn't there, that wasn't there, that wasn't there, like the whole movie. Mm, well, here's the thing: for Empire, it's really it's it's not as blingly as obvious. I think you did it more so in um in New Hope in the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? I mean, not that one. I think you did uh. Sorry, the Attack of the Clones. You really did it a lot in that one. Well, like that wasn't in there. That wasn't in there. Yeah. No, I no. It, I, it, from, from what I remember, Attack of the Clones. It's kind of it's there. I think that's like all the original stuff from Attack of the Clones because oh, okay. he can only add so much. A New Hope, a New Hope. There is a fuck ton. They added more. Oh, okay. Because you're like the abominable snowman wasn't there. Yeah, it's there. There are scenes in Empire where um, what are that? I can't remember the name. The, those, those giant fucking creatures. Um, I keep want to say wampas, but they're not wampas. Um, they are called. Blah, blah, blah. 
Tauntaun. No, that's not the Tauntaun. Anyway, the giant, the giant Wampa thing. Yeah, they're they're called Wampas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wampas. There you go. Yeah, like there's a scene where like the, you actually get a full view of a Wampa. That's mm-hmm. added, of course. Um, even like when they're on Cloud City with uh, when Han and Leia are on Cloud City with Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that a lot of the outside shots that's all added. Yeah. They, that's not in there at all in the original. It's not so it's not so plainly obvious in this one. One thing I think is really fucking funny that they added is they took the voice of the actor who played Django Fett. They took his voice and then put it in the voice of Boba Fett because that's supposed to be a grown up Boba Fett. Yeah. And it, it takes away of the original actor who did that voice. I can't. The actor's name has escaped me right now. But I think I always think that that's funny. Like they did it like that. Yeah. Like if people don't lose their accents over time. Mm-hmm. Like my ex husband's from Mexico. He does not sound Mexican though. Oh, okay. Like he was born there. He didn't come here till he was five. Yeah, the actor. Uh, his name is uh, Tamaru Morrison. Mm-hmm. He's the one who did voice. He did Jangle Jangle Fett, and they took his voice and was like, "Here, you're Bubble Fett now." <laughs> and they took out that the original actor's voice uh, out of that movie. Um. Yeah, and so in Empire. Okay, so we were talking about like, like, like what could have been explored or what could have been done right a little bit better. And for Attack of the Clones, do you think, do you think of anything could have been explored further in Empire Strikes Back? Um, I really don't have any issues with this one. I think that you have um, Han and Leia. Mm. I think the the thing that could have been better with that one is maybe I know that there's this tension for most of the time, but I felt like mm. maybe they overdid it at times, like the tension between the two. Yeah, or okay. like they've already known each other for a few years, like so. It seems kind of weird that they would be arguing with each other like this, or yeah. I mean, there has I don't think it's been a few years. I think it's maybe been like maybe a year since the events of New Hope. But there, there has been some time after. So yeah, you figure there's that tension would probably be better, um, maybe f- better played out, or not better played out. Like it, the tension would be as thick. It wouldn't. Yeah, it would be like maybe they're soon gonna come to a resolution with it. But it seemed like it lasted the whole movie. Yeah, like you have an idea that like okay, when Empire starts, they've been with each other. Uh, including look like in the trenches for months so they've already built this strong super strong bond with each other so maybe that tension between the two had already should have already been like it should it should have already been high before we even got into it yeah instead of like oh it's high and then it's high for like the rest of the film yeah instead of like just kind of because you don't get that um you don't get that 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 resolution between the two until like near the end where, where han's about to be frozen in carbonite Right. And we're just like, okay, boom. That, like, there's the moment. Even though that's still one of the greatest moments ever mm-hmm. in film, it seemed like the tension was a little too high for too long. Yeah. Instead of kind of like teetering off. But I do actually like that with the carbonite. Mm-hmm. You kind of get, they give you enough room to really hope something doesn't happen. Mm. And it still does anyway. Yeah. Um, so you get to have your heart broken a little bit with it and yeah. you get a little bit fearful for the character. Yeah. Um, while you're still like, okay, this is like an actually good film because they're not just making everything sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. This is considered like the Debbie Downer version, the Debbie Downer of the Star Wars films, mm-hmm. but it's, 
it's considered like the best out of all of the Star Wars films that come out. Yeah. And I think because there's so much level of similarities between this fantasy world and like the real world uh-huh. and like being with that person you want to be with, but you can't or finding out your father is essentially Hitler, space Hitler. <laughs> Um, do you have any ideas of what could have been explored? Could have been explored further in uh, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I felt like they were trying to do something with Rey and with uh, Kylo. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not really. I don't think it was done that well. If I'm going to be honest, like I love Adam Driver and I love. The girl who plays Ray, mm. but it felt like it felt like they were just disagreeing with each other weirdly for most of it. But it when they were interacting, like in that, you know, where they weren't actually there. Mm-hmm. The only time where I felt like that actually was really good was when they started to agree with each other. With who? Who? Sorry. Ray and Kylo. When they were like talking to each other. Oh, okay. Like when she like, like she wanted to bring him to the light. Yeah. And okay. He wanted to try to bring her to the dark, but they mm. they were kind of amicable then. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that because I wanted I wanted to see more. Okay. Gotcha. What that would look like. Mm, gotcha. Even though you know how it turns out, and you know they ended up separate again because neither of them wanted to bend yes yeah kylo's like destroy it all and bray's like uh no <laughs> like <laughs> stop the first order because y'all are fucking psychos and shit yeah um i did like um i kind of i kind of i would probably have to say i actually i don't agree with you so much as um the relationship between kylo and ray i kind of think it was perfectly executed between the two because we actually we got a little hint of that um, and Force Awakens, and this one is explored a little bit more. And then it's kind of cool how they are interacting with each other as they're connected from like a galaxy away. But we're getting more of like why these characters are broken, mm-hmm. you know, why they're so troubled. You know, Kylo and his issue with Luke, and Ray with her issue of not knowing who she is or where she comes from and trying to find her place. Mm-hmm. And they're almost kind of like, in a way, they're kind of helping each other out. You know. That's that's the thing I wanted to see more of, oh, okay. right? Because, mm. and I know it's I think it's just the buildup of the story, so they couldn't just be almost in solidarity mm. from the beginning. They're like, "Why are you talking to me? I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, can you at least put a fucking towel on?" Or, or <laughs> I love that. You know? Yeah, and Ray's like, "No, oh, no." I mean, Kyle was like, "No," <laughs> like I'm cut. Look at me. Look, he looked he looked like a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> You gotta remember, he was a marine. Yeah, that's true. He, yeah. Wow, well, how, how long was he a marine? He was a marine for like what five years or something. I don't know, but I know he's dealt with a lot with that, and I think he said he had anger issues, mm-hmm. and acting was therapeutic for him. And so I think he started a foundation or something to yeah. help other marines through like the arts, through the arts of acting and stuff like that. Which I get. I mean, this is like a side. This is a side step from Star Wars. But I gotta give it up for Kylo. Um, Kylo, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> give it up for Kylo. No, no, I have to give it up for Adam Driver because yeah, the dude was a marine, and I've I've seen a little bit of of a video of him 
talking about this. Like, I think like an like interview. Like a speech. I saw him in a speech. Yeah. And he talked about like how acting has helped him cope with his anger issues and whatever PTSD, PTSD he might have gained from his time in the military. Mm-hmm. And he like, so yeah, started this whole foundation where he has actors. Oh, I'm sorry. He has former Marines like act out their aggression or like apply what's going on to the form of acting and writing. I hit the mic on that one. <laughs> um, but I think it's cool. I think that's totally fucking cool. And he's like so serious, but he's like playful about it too, you know? Yeah. Like he just like, you know, this is why I come in, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's just something that really helps, you know? And it's, it's really dope. I, 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 I real that's I think one reason why I like him because that heart kind of translates on the screen. Mm. Even though it has nothing to do with his character or anything, you, it's always there mm. and it's always relatable, so you can relate to the character more. And um, like as a person, okay, I'm just happy that someone like him exists because anyone who has that much love and care in their heart is like. I feel like that's kind of rare. Yeah, especially when um, I, I uh, another reason why I give him such props is I always believe that um, art can be used for therapy purposes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is actually like um, studies a, done on it. Yeah, and I remember I remember interviewing a psychologist saying that that's what she originally has studied for for like art therapy, and she still kind of does apply it for her her. Uh, Patients, I guess mm-hmm. that's what they call them. Um, and he's doing that himself. He's like, it, I'm using this art as therapy. Yeah. You know, I've, I, you know, if you guys have listened to our previous shows, I've always talked about how, like, I think writing is a form of therapy, especially mm-hmm. like force me, for me, force me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're Star Wars episode. It, 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 <laughs> You're right. It's relevant. Uh, okay, so. Would you have an idea of who was maybe... Let's talk about who we think is maybe the main focus of these films or who maybe is the hidden focus of of these stories. Okay. You have an idea for Attack of the Clones? <laughs> uh, Anakin is the main focus. Mm-hmm. I think the not main focus would be Django Fett. Really? Mm-hmm. But it's so weird because it's almost like they want you to think he's cool and they want mm-hmm. you to think you, they're going to go somewhere with him mm-hmm. and then they kill him. So you're like, then why did you do this? It's not that, even, I, that, was, that was one of my biggest issues with that movie. Yeah, but it's not like they made him and then they killed him. So all oh, that sucks because it's a wasted opportunity. It's like mm-hmm. they made him because they wanted to go somewhere with him. And I almost feel like someone made a decision that he shouldn't exist past this movie. Yeah. Like and- they wanted to do more with him. Mm-hmm. So I felt like he was like, um, like another little side focus, mm-hmm. like him, not the, not the clone war itself. Yeah, you talking about just the character Jango. Just him. Yeah. And and then it's like, oh no, he's dead. Not nah, never mind, guys. Yeah, and it, it's not bad. Yeah, and even like when Django does get his head lopped off by Mace Windu, I mean, we we are essentially seeing like the birth of Boba Fett. But we don't see Boba Fett in any form like in the next movie at all. No mention of him, no, nothing. I mean, you'll see a young Boba in the uh Clone Wars uh, animated series, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the average moviegoer is not going to really watch those 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 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so 
when it comes to attack, I would have to say the same thing about the hidden focus would be Django. Um, uh, pretty much all the all the reasons that that you've said. Um, the main focus. Surprisingly, I would probably say maybe it's Senator Palpatine. Really? Yeah, because you were kind of you were you you finally see him and like him like getting things going. Well, I don't think he was a main focus, so I think he was another I, another hidden focus. I think I should say that he's yeah. more of another hidden focus, or yeah, like another hidden focus. Actually, no, take that back. Let's rewind. Not Palpatine. I'll say Count Dooku. I think he's another hidden focus because when they introduce him, you want to find out more about this guy, his yeah. history with him. And this is another case of like wasting another character because he's in the movie, but when he comes in Revenge of the Sith, he gets his, I mean, spoilers, he gets his head cut off. People just getting their heads cut off left and right. <laughs> he gets his head cut off the first like 10 minutes of the movie. And it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he was like a hidden focus and like they... They had introduced that, like, he was part of the Jedi Council, that he trained Qui-Gon Jinn, um, that there was, like, this scheming behind the scenes and shit like that. Like, there's all this background noise, but you're just like, let's, let's go in more into that. Yeah. And Dooku, like, opens that door and waste it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And so the main focus, I'd probably say. You don't want it to be, but. It's probably Anakin again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's Anakin because Anakin like loses his fucking mind when like he tries to find his mother, and he like rages out and shit like that. So I'll probably say Anakin, but I don't, ugh, fuck me, man. God yeah. damn, he's so bad in that movie. That was a bad story too. Like that guy's wife had been missing for a month, and he's like, "Well, she's gone." Yeah, like his leg got fucked. He was like, "I couldn't, I couldn't find her. I, I couldn't go out and find her." Like, All right, could you hire somebody to go find her, please? <laughs> you have three grown ass children. That could help you. Three. Was it two or it was, three? It was two. Well, yeah. One was his son. He had a son and a daughter, I think. Well, the the son, the girl was his uh, wife. That that's that's Aunt uh, Aunt Peru. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Continue. I had a sip of my water. <laughs> no, I was just think. I was just saying, like, it's weird that he's like, oh, you know, my wife is gone. Yeah, she's probably dead. Whatever. Oh, speaking of hold up, if for if you guys want to look back, because I pointed out like something that was like a big problem with me. When Anakin finds his mother and she dies and everything, just oh, let's talk about her death. <laughs> See now it, that Sal Kelsey laughing, she remembered it now. There's that scene where Anakin's holding his mother. And she's like, Anakin, oh, so this is what you look like growing up. Oh, I'm so glad I got to see you. And there's this moment where I'm just like, oh, wow, this is good. Holy shit. This is like some good emotional moment. And she dies like, eh. <laughs> like, oh, never mind. She, put, she like throws her head to the side and she's like, eh. Yeah, she might just like hung out her tongue like, eh, dead. And I was just like, well, nope, that's it. That was a great scene that's thrown away. <laughs> so bad. But, but back to my, what I was getting to is they bury the mother maybe like 50 yards away from where Luke, Luke would eventually grow up. Yeah. And, and they have a tombstone there to show that this woman was buried here, beloved wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did that tombstone go? <laughs> like, Luke, like, when Luke grows up, he, did he ever go, who's that? Oh, that's my grandmother? I have a thousand questions now. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, that was like a big fucking plot hole that would you know George Lucas did. Uh, so what, what? Okay, so let's let's go ahead and jump into Empire. What would you think would be the the main and or the hidden focus for Empire? This one's harder because I feel like they do a better job of spreading the story around. Mm-hmm. So it's not like super main hyper focus or some you know. It's harder to find any issues because everything is so strong. Yeah, it's like a it's like it's like every character has their minute their few their minutes to like to kind of like bite into that you know to have their characters explore. You know, we even get more of explore, exploration of Yoda as yeah. he's introduced. I think Count Dooku was the main focus in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Count Dooku was in Attack of the Clones. Sorry. You get your, you're getting mixed up. I am because fuck that movie. <laughs> I need to make I need to make a sound a sound for like when Kelsey makes up like what? <laughs> um, one of the mo- one. Let me think about it for a second. All right, while you think about it, I'll 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 say what is my main what who I think is the main and the hidden focus. <laughs> okay, so for Empire. All right, so the main has to be. I'll probably have to say Luke. I'll say Luke. No, I'll say Han and Leia. I tell you, I say Han and Leia. They are the main focus in this one because we are. We I think we actually spend more time with them in Empire Strikes Back, and we kind of get back to like Luke and him exploring his what's going on with him mm-hmm. and his history. But I feel like the the relationship between the relationship between Han and Leia is. Um, is better on display here, especially like near the end where we get that emotional moment where it's like, I love you. I know. And when he, when that happens and Han is frozen carbonite, you're just like, Oh, you, you really feel it. I agree. And I disagree. Okay. I don't think it's Luke. I don't think it's Han and Leia. Mm. I think it's just Leia. Okay. Because they're not focusing on a love story. There's mm. still a lot going on. It's just something to keep the fun. Mm. Um, I think that she's the main focus. Mm. She's really owning her her role in the war. Mm-hmm. She knows who she is as a woman, who mm. she is around all these men. Yeah, that is true, yeah. And, you know, she's never losing sight of the cause, and she is just, like, like in it. Mm. And she's a really strong character, and I think she is more the main focus. I think Han is a good focus point, too, but I think... She's more of a focus. Okay, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, because you like see less of him. Yeah, because like she's kind of like Han is like kind of trying to break down this hardened exterior she's built up as like this general that she's becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leia is just like no, like we have to focus on the mission. This is what we got to do. This this and Han is just like, hey, like take a breather. Like you love me, I love you. Like. Let's, let's talk about this. We have to talk about our feelings. Like he's almost trying to save her from becoming emotionless. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we so we're getting so we're getting. Gro- I think we're getting more of a growth with Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, who would be the hidden focus on this one? Surprisingly, okay. I think Darth Vader's the hidden focus on this one. Yeah. The reason why is because we are getting more of what Darth Vader wants. Mm-hmm. And 
in uh, New Hope, he just wants to crush the rebellion. Right. In Empire, he's like, no, we have to get Luke Skywalker. We have to turn him. So you're get you're kind of you're like wondering like if you've never seen Empire, you're just like why is he so focusing on getting Luke, you know, to join the dark side? Even though the Emperor was just like, no, nah, kill him. Like he's going to become an issue. And he's like, no, we can turn him. We can definitely turn him. And then there's that there's that moment where he's you know there's that cool battle on Cloud City between uh, Vader and Luke where. Luke is getting his ass handed to him, and Vader's like, no, like, Obi-Wan never told you about your dad, right? Like, boom, I'm your father. Yeah. So we're kind of like, oh, shit, there's that emotional connection that's that's kind of peaking up now for Vader. I actually agree with you that it's Vader, mm-hmm. but I also think because not only do you get a sense of what he wants now, mm-hmm. he's not a badass. Ooh, Vader? Yeah. Okay. He's not a badass in this. Like, he's still kind of messing up. I think he's still messing up a little bit really? here yeah like i feel like he's more emotional in this one than he was in the first one yeah i have to agree with, i have to agree with you on that one um and i don't think he like only answers to himself either like, he has all yeah he has all these people that he's like trying to wrangle and all these like all these things that are going on but he's just too emotional i think too because yeah i think he wants to turn luke because it's his son yeah not oh i should kill him because i know what he's gonna do yeah you have the force you can tell what this person is yeah he even you know he even gets those bounty hunters together and it's like i want you to find han Solo and princess leia and when he does, when they eventually do get him, where Boba Fett does get him, he's just like, you can take, you can take Solo, but I want Leia. So yeah, it's, and it, he freezes him in carbonite. He doesn't kill him. Yeah, well, yeah, he froze him in carbonite because he froze Han in carbonite because that was like more of a test because he wanted to capture Luke. He was like, I have to freeze this sucker in carbonite because he yeah, would be a danger. Yeah, but he could have killed him anyway. Who, Han? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. His, his Vader's focus wasn't on... Like to get the Leia, he had to get to Han. Once he got to Han, he could get the Leia. But I think I know, but I'm saying he's still a pain in the ass because yeah. he's part of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. He's got this huge heart and wants to, to you know, do the cause. Mm-hmm. And he's with Leia. Yeah. So, like, all right, you froze him in carbonite and you know it works. Unfreeze him and kill him. You've got, like, they still kept him alive. Well, yeah. He. There was no point to unfreeze him because... Uh, he wasn't getting out. He wasn't going to get out. And then um, Solo had that bounty on his head from the hut. And Bounty oh. Hunter was like, I want to go collect the bounty. So he even says he's worth he's worth more to me alive than dead. Okay. And he's like, all right, well, we'll freeze him in carbonite. And just whatever. If it happens, whatever. Who the fuck are you? I'm, I'm fucking Vader, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have anything to say? Well, wait, we, we cover what's the best, well, at least worked in uh, Attack of the Clones, right? Like, do you have like a best and worst for Attack of the Clones? Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, because I said uh, the worst thing I think was Anakin uh. in that whole story. <laughs> That's the worst. God. I think the best thing, though, was um, Jango Fett mm-hmm. in a way. Even oh, okay. they didn't explore it, I I think their characters were better. Mm, gotcha. Um, in some ways, in in uh, Attack of the Clones, mm. because you wanted to know more about them. Okay. Not Anakin at all. 
Okay. Not even Padme. Oh. But the other ones. Yeah. You know, I wanted to know more about the Academy. I wanted to know more about mm. Django and Boba. I wanted to know more. Yeah, what could have worked and what didn't work. Okay. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, let's go back. I, for The Last Jedi. I, for some reason, I keep thinking, like, Last Jedi keeps escaping me. Not because it's, like, a forgettable movie, but it's just, like, my mind is made up with Last Jedi. I've heard a thousand discussions about that. I'm just like, yo, this is what Jedi's about. Um, but do you? would you have an idea of who would be the main, who's the main focus and who's the hidden focus for uh, The Last Jedi? Main focus for The Last Jedi would be Poe. Okay. Because he's a fighter. He's like a Luke. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter... He keeps getting himself into all these issues because he wants to blow everything up as... Um, I think that's more it? of a Han, though. Luke kind of had that in him, too, though. He was uh. always trying to... He was always... Like, he would get in fighters and stuff, and... Yeah. I mean, Han was kind of a hold everything together with whatever fucking materials I got and hope for the best. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But Yeah, Poe was very... He was very gun-ho. And the Last Jedi, and they really hammer that out uh, in the film. Um, but I do like how his char- his his character is like, no, I have to I have to like think now. Yeah, like at the end, you get to see the growth. So it wasn't for yeah. nothing. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit annoying. Okay. Um, because he was just too like, no, yeah. I gotta. I know what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Like Jesus Christ! Okay. <laughs> But, you know, you get to see him like, okay, no, I can't do that again for a third time. Yeah. What should I do better? Um, Mm. So I think he was the main focus because even though they have all these things going on, he's still there. Like, Mm -hmm. it keeps coming back to him. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on The Last Jedi. Um, It is more of a Poe story. The Rey story, we're kind of like... Not I, I I like I'll like I'll kind of jump ahead and to say like I'll I haven't seen the Rise of Skywalker but I think the Rise of Skywalker is going to be more of a Ray story, mm-hmm. um, and if I remember correctly, Force Awakens is more of a Poe story, um, but yeah, oh no, Poe uh, Finn story, mm-hmm. yeah, more Finn. So I would have to say yeah, Poe is more of the main focus in this one because we actually do really see some character growth and he kind of like really understands not his place. In the rebellion, but what he can accomplish in the rebellion when he's better, cool, uh, level-headed, you know, he like learns these skills from Admiral uh, Holden, who's played by Laura Dern, and Princess Le- and General Oricana. We get an idea of like, like they're like uh, shaping him up to be a, a great leader. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say the the side story or the the hidden focus. That would have to be, uh, not even Ray. I think it would be more of Kylo. Okay. Because you get a little bit of a story, and they kind of play with what actually happened. Because they give you different versions, mm-hmm. um, and you get his anger and like his his pain. Yeah, like what's trouble? <clears throat> Sorry, like what's troubling him? Like, do like, dude, why do you like this? <laughs> yeah, and then you know what he really wants. Mm-hmm. Like he earnestly wants everything to end because it's everything sucks. Yeah, the old way sucks and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I will have to say, I'll have to say it is on my part is Kylo, but I also would have to say it's Luke as well, because you know we have not seen what Luke has been up to for quite a while. You know, we get like 
him and Force Awakens for like what a minute doesn't yeah. say anything, mm-hmm. and then this one we this guy who we believe to be this great hero, this great Jedi master, savior of the galaxy. He's like a broken man now. He's like lost his faith in the Force. Mm-hmm. Ray even points out that like he cut himself off from the Force, and he's supposed to be like. He's he's supposed to be considered the chosen one. It was Anakin, but then it was later to believe to be Luke. Yeah. Um, and then within that movie, we are getting um, small bits of it, but we get that growth within him where he finds his way back to the Force. And there's that very, very super emotional moment, well, for me at least, when he dies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, now I'm at peace. Even Ray says, um, talking to Leia, she says something like, I felt him die, but he was at peace, finally. Yeah. So we, we got, we essentially got the hero's arc, the, the Luke Skywalker arc in this film. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think he's the hidden focus there. Right. Well, he's part of the hidden focus. I, I, everything with, with Kylo, I completely agree with you with what you said, but I think uh, Luke shares that as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> do you have, um, do you have an idea of what what's the best lightsaber? <laughs> who had the best lightsaber battle in these movies? Out of out of the three, who do you think had the best lightsaber battle? Out of the three. That's a fire a fire truck in the background, folks. I know. Hearing that. <laughs> that that's because my brain's on fire trying to figure out which lightsaber battle. Uh now, definitely remember- Yoda flipping around was great. Y'all can't see my face, but I'm just like fucking daggers at this <laughs> Kelsey right now. That ridiculous ragdoll kind of stupid shit. Um, I always have to go back to Ray and Kylo. Oh, that fight when they're on the on Snoke's uh, ship. Yeah, I like the mm-hmm. whole thing that uh, Kylo did with Snoke mm-hmm. and how that popped off after. Mm. Um. I don't know. I really like that. Plus, I like really like his lightsaber with the little, um, the broadsword type yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, the I forgot what it's called, but like the ends coming out the side. Yeah, that is a pretty cool, um, pretty cool battle. I've um, after like rewatch, I've seen like the problems with it. Like there are, um, Snoke's like his personal guard. They they do that. They kind of do that stupid thing where like. They're like waiting to attack. Oh yeah. You know, Ray's like fighting one off, and they're like, "Okay, my turn's coming up," and then they come and attack instead of like all attacking at once. Yeah. That that part is kind of annoying. Um, Got it. What would I think would be the best battle? <sighs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and cheat and say there's. I want to say it's between Vader and Luke because Luke finally like learns humility, and like. He finally like admits that he finally realized that he's not as great as he thought he was. Mm-hmm. I want to say that, but I'm probably leaning more into the battle in the Last Jedi between Luke and Kylo, because what Luke does, he he essentially becomes the personification of what the Jedi was all about. Like they will, they don't, they're not offensive warriors. They're defense, they're defense, and when Kylo is like coming at him. Luke never at one point swings that lightsaber at him. He just like dodges him at every chance, right? Uh-huh. 
And he's doing this because that is the Jedi way. The Jedi way is essentially like win the battle without even like raising your lightsaber up because you're more of a peacekeeper. And he does this really cool thing where um, when he's there, he becomes like, as Poe said, he becomes the spark that will light the fire to start the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So he essentially, when he's there, that battle starts like the full on like the uh, legends and the myths. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, people had like, oh, Luke Skywalker's this legend. Well, they see the legend in action. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, now there's now there's hope. Now the Force Order will go down. Yeah. So I would probably say maybe like that's probably the best lightsaber battle out of these these films. I can see that. Hmm. So um. I think it was in Attack of the Clones. Okay. There was a scene that you're like, wait, do you see that in the background? That wasn't intentional, uh, George Lucas was saying. What? What was that? There was a symbol on the wall. Oh, no, in Empire Strikes Back. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, there is the Mickey Mouse symbol that shows up in Cloud City where Vader and Luke are fighting. Yeah. that, yeah, George Lucas said that wasn't intentional, but I don't know. It, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, do you have? Do you have any thoughts on what if there's like a scene that define uh, each of these movies? Uh, Something that really sticks out. You're like, yes, that is it. <laughs> that is this movie. <laughs> well, for Attack of the Clones, it's anytime Anakin was talking to Padme when they were alone. <laughs> seriously when i think about the film all i think about is this guy drooling over this girl (laughs) this this jedi incel yes (laughs) that's seriously the impression i have of this film Uh so that's my answer on that one okay um empire strikes back Mm, i don't know why but i feel like towards the beginning okay when luke is like laying in the little hospital bed and Leia is trying to make Han. <laughs> so you're jealous. saying you're saying when Leia kisses her brother, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is the scene that define Empire Strikes yeah. Back. <laughs> All right, you know, because <laughs> Leia and Han have this thing going the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> related yet we don't even know they're related yet technically <sighs> yeah but it gets weird later in return of the jedi yeah. where it's there yeah you're right okay okay all right all right <laughs> you gotta put the other movies out of your mind see now i'm now every time i think of empire i'm just gonna think about that kiss now i'm like that's weird <laughs> <laughs> uh what about last jedi last jedi um when they're holed up in the cave mm-hmm. and um, they have that cannon. Okay. And Luke, show, uh, Luke shows up. Oh, when he's walking through. When the- he's walking through and then he starts that whole battle outside. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's it. You know, it's like that's the end of this character. That's the end of them thinking they're going to die. Yeah. 
um, and the beginning of something else. Yeah, it's like it's like there's all it's it's a really great shot done by Ryan Johnson where you're talking about where the walls there's like on the sides there's fire but you see Luke like just walking into the light and he just looks incredibly fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just like if yo if I saw somebody doing that I'd be like. Who is that individual, and how can I follow him? <laughs> are you Jesus? Yeah, are you Jesus? Are you Jedi Jesus? Um, you kind of dress like Jedi Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, so for me, <laughs> I don't know if I can compete with that with your choices. <laughs> uh, so for Attack of the Clones, all right. On the serious side, the scene that defined Attack of the Clones is. Uh, a scene I talked about earlier when you see um, the the clone army fighting the droids on mm-hmm. Genosha, where that whole dust cloud is coming. I, on serious side, that that defines the movie because Attack of the Clones kicks off the Clone Wars. Boom, that's the moment right there. That's a very for I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a very technical um, opinion. Okay, for someone who knows the stories, mm-hmm. and I don't think the average person who's not really familiar would pick that particular scene yeah, because it yeah. doesn't mean as much to anyone else who doesn't know what that is. Gotcha. Um, but I did uh, love it. <laughs> on the joke side, I would have to see I would have to say that scene where <laughs> where uh, Anakin is talking to Padme in that in the in their hut uh-huh. in Tatooine and he's like, the Jedi Order's always bringing me down. Especially Obi Wan, I hate him. I'm just like, damn, you just fucked up the whole lore of Vader. Like, fuck this now. Vader's a bitch. I forgot about that yeah. scene. I think I even like recorded it for like one second. I was just like, wow. It's not just okay. So it's like the combination of mm-hmm. him chasing after Padme and then that teenage. What was me bullshit angst that he always pulls mm-hmm. is why it's like an incel movie. Yeah. Because there's always, there's two parts. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so for Empire, <sighs> the scene that defines that movie. Um, I mean, it's not when Leia kisses Luke. <laughs> shit. No. <laughs> um,. Shit, you know, oh, you know what it is. Man, damn it, I'm so torn. I want when you know that Chewie kind of has a girlfriend. Wait, what? Because he gets a little injured, and then this. No, that's Last Jedi. Is it? No, I'm. uh, That's that's Force Awakens. Is it? Chewie has a girlfriend. He got like a little injured, and he was all complaining, and oh, he got shot in the arm, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Force Awakens. Never mind. Um, <laughs> fuck away from me. <laughs> uh, okay, for Empire. All right, so uh, okay, I don't want to say the obvious. The obvious, the, the obvious is like Luke uh, is the no, I am your father. That is like the so most obvious one that defined this movie. Because whenever somebody think, actually, whenever somebody thinks of the original trilogy, they're like, boom, I am your father. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um. But for this one... I never would have thought that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe... Shit. Would it be Yoda? It has to be something with Yoda. 
I can't fucking see. You know what? You're fucking, you're fucking like hot and Le- I mean, Leia kiss and Luke just kind of like fuck me <laughs> up. Now. I, can't, I can't think straight. That's all I'm thinking. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So if I had to think about it, I probably have to say maybe where. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I would have to say it's when um, Han and Leia and Chewie and the rest, they're on Cloud City. And uh, Leonard Calrissian is like, oh, I've, I've worked out a deal that will keep the Empire out of Cloud City forever. And they open the door and Vader's there. And Han's like, boom, takes out the blaster and starts shooting at him. Vader's like, doom, doom, takes the blaster away. I think that defines the movie because at a moment where we're thinking the movie's only going to get go up because Luke is training with Yoda to become this Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han, and, Han and Leia have gotten away. Uh, everything's all good, right? Mm-hmm. And Vader's like, nope. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's, it's, like a, it's like a punch of like reality. Like it's almost like it almost, it almost, um, it's almost like reality. Like you get decked in the face like, oh, you think everything's good? Boom, no. Life hits you. Like reality hits you. And Vader is like reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, everything is not going to be good. I'm sorry, but you all fucked up. Yeah, and then from there it's just like complete downhill. Where like Luke recklessly like runs to like Cloud City to fight Vader. Hansel is like tortured. Uh, C three PO is like all blasted and fucked up and everything. Leia is like Leia eventually sees her lover gets frozen in carbonite and everything. So it's just like all downhill. So I I don't know. I think that kind of defines that movie. You know what? I can't. I could not get this out of my head when I was watching it. What Leia? Uh, Leia kissing Luke? No. <laughs> When um, Luke is supposed to be training, and I think it actually, I think it wasn't this movie. Mm-hmm. When he's training with Yoda. Yeah. That was not this movie. Was yeah, it was it? Empire, yeah. You ever see that stupid ass fucking bad lip reading? Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Se- seagulls and shit. I haven't seen that one. I've heard about it, though. Oh, my God. You have to watch that. We're going to watch it right after this. Okay. Because as soon as he's in the hut mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and he starts talking and I almost could hear it playing in my head. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> it, it really has an impression on you. It sticks with you. So I couldn't really take it seriously because I was waiting to see all the little parts that were in that stupid video. Uh. So. <laughs> Go on. I'm listening. So you know what? Down to the beach I'm strolling But the seagulls poke in my head Not fun I said seagulls mm, Stop it now That's that's the part that defines the Oh my god The bad lip reading fucking video <laughs> No, let's go back to the other one. Let's go back to Leia kissing Luke. That's even funnier. <laughs> it's a little dumb. Um, all right, so for Last Jedi, the scene that defined that movie is seeing uh, is Luke seeing Leia again. I think that is a that is a beautiful moment. That's sadly that's the only time that we see the interaction between Luke and Leia. But when like Luke walks in. Uh, when people like all hope is lost. Once again, he walks in after all hope, so all all hope is lost. He like comes in and he sees Leia, and Leia's like they have this conversation. Luke is like, "I'm sorry, 
you know, I, 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 I'm sorry about Kylo. I couldn't save him. And Leia's like, I know, like he's lost and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this really tender moment where like she, he hands her these golden dice that's from the Millennium Falcon. And he kisses her on the forehead. And it's like this really good like profile shot. And there's like the sunlight after they've blown the doors open. You see the sun just like blaring inside. Mm-hmm. And like he kisses her on the forehead. And it's this like really tender moment of them like being together. Like we've we haven't seen each other in years, but it seems like we've we've have We haven't lost any time. We haven't lost any time, exactly. Uh, so I would say that's probably the movie that that's the scene that defined the movie that them seeing each other again. Um, I don't want to say is the ending with the binary sunset where he kind of goes away his ending journey. That's because it's I'm, too obvious. It is too obvious. It is a very it was a very emotional moment for me. Like when I saw that the first time I saw that I was crying. I was like, holy shit. I kind of think not only what's happening, but the way it was shot mm-hmm. kind of lends to that because they do something really fucking crazy with his eyes in this film. Like where he, when he's standing over Kylo with the saber, oh, yeah. his eyes are glowing and I look yeah. crazy. But even in the scene where he's looking at the sunset before he disappears, mm-hmm. his eyes are still shining like yeah it's like you it's like they're like hazel but not just with color but with the lighting around them yeah and we we didn't touch upon this but i i kind of want to touch up on this just a little bit i thought that scene in the last jedi when kylo tells kylo tells ray that like luke was over was standing over him with his lightsaber like on Mm -hmm. and and he saw this man that like he was that was his uncle that he just saw anger and He's just all monster. That's from his perspective. But when you get Luke's perspective, he's looking down at him like, holy shit, I failed this boy. Like he's almost like in disgust and like shock and sadness all rolled into one because he he saw what he was going to become. Yeah, exactly. And then like he even goes, uh, he even says something like Kylo looked at me and what he saw and what I saw, I saw a scared boy who saw his uncle who had become a monster. And I think that's really great, like, different perspectives of, like, the story. You always get, like, two sides of a story. Yeah. You know, one person might be like, oh, they went crazy. And the person might be like, no, it's totally cool, calm. But, like, no, this is how, you know, it's that, that whole thing. Yeah. So I think that's really great. But um, back to what you're saying about that scene, the binary sunset. Well, the conclusion in the binary sunset. Yeah, he does have, like, this weird kind of thing with his eyes, like, this full of all these, all these emotions mm-hmm. in that scene. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would think is... The scene that defined the movie, um, defined this one. So, <laughs> here's a question. I <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, um, let's we got a couple more I want to talk about. One is, what do you think is the main idea of these three films of Attack, Empire, and The Last Jedi? Do you have an idea of what what each movie is trying to say? Well, Attack of the Clones is hard for me because I forgot it before I finished it. <laughs> It's a, it's saying about incels. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's, you know, the forbidden love. Yeah, if you stalk your, your crush long enough, she will turn. Yeah, she'll be like, oh my god, I loved you all along. Who knew? Yeah, ugh, gross. <laughs> um, I don't really know what the idea is of Attack of the Clones. If I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. I really don't know. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's just too fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then 
with um, Empire Strikes Back, I'm going to say the main idea of that one is, um, I think, I know I said it last episode, but friendship again. Okay. Now they're, they're it's not just friendship, but like camaraderie and um, mm. being linked together, like in solidarity for this one cause as friends and, uh, and loss and hope and all of these things that come along with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one for um, Empire. And then with The Last Jedi, I think that one is, you know, everything comes to an end. Mm. And with that, everything has a beginning. Like, when things come in to an end, mm. it always starts the beginning of something else. Yeah, like we got... Like, if you think about it, Luke is essentially like... Luke was Luke Skywalker is essentially Star Wars. Um, it, I mean, it started with Anakin and the whole Skywalker family. But it's like when Luke dies, it's like, cool. Like, we're the old guard is now gone. Let's start with these new... Let's actually bring in these new characters. He, Luke, Kylo even says, like, let... He says... Um, what's that line he says in... Um, Kill everything that's old or some shit, or let it die. Yeah. Yeah, he said something of this. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but but he's pretty much saying like the old ways are gone. Yeah. This is the new way. Actually, I really, really liked it when he was gonna set that fucking tree on fire and then changed his mind and then Yoda did it for him. Oh, uh, uh, Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Yoda touches up on that as yeah, well. Yeah. When Yoda he's makes laughing an appearance. at him like. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, just do it already. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he's going to set on fire, and Yoda's like, boom. Like, he was, the, the old ways are no more. And he even makes a joke. He's like, he, he makes this really hilarious joke, saying, like, oh, oh, because Luke is like, the Jedi text, dude, they're on fire. And he's like, oh, have you read them? Well, you've read the texts, have you? Yeah, page turners they are. You know, yeah. stuff like that. And, 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 and Luke is like... Yeah, he's kind of right. I didn't really read them that much. Yeah, he's like, I really, yeah, I didn't read them. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, they even, I, I know, and I know a lot of people had a lot of, they had a lot of gripe with that about the old way dying, let the new way come, and stuff like that. But I mean, for things to survive, you need, you need a, you need things to turn new. You need to add something new to it to keep it, to keep them relevant, to keep and it going. If anyone has an argument about how they want to keep everything the same. Mm -hmm. I would ask them, so when did they realize they were Amish? What do you mean? Because Amish people, they don't like new things. They don't, they still have horses, no cars. Yeah. No electricity, all these things, right? Yeah. Because they don't want to change. They don't believe in it. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like, oh, so when did you realize you were Amish? Oh, I got you. Know you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. Here's my favorite question. Whose side were you on? Okay. Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. Totally for the light. Okay. Uh, I don't... I think they had more of a compelling story on that side. Okay. Um, and Anakin was already kind of on the dark side. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Empire Strikes Back, mm -hmm. I was with the light again. Okay. Um, for The Last Jedi, mm -hmm. I was 
on the light side again. Oh, shit. We got three lights. Three lights, yeah. Three lights. I just I didn't see as much potential or as much growth in Kylo's story for me to be like, oh, okay. Mm, totally. Gotcha. The only part is when him and Ray were yeah. like, like at the crossroads. Yeah. I kind of wanted her to go with him. Mm-hmm. Not to be like, let, let's kill everything together, but maybe she would go with him and try to turn him that way. Like, yeah. if I go with you, maybe it can get in your head a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that goes into like what you're saying, that you wanted to see more of their, the chemistry between them to be further explored. Yeah. Okay. Um, but other than that, I was on the light side for sure. Okay. Uh, for Attack of the Clones, well, for myself, for Attack of the Clones... Probably on the light. I probably have to go with the light on this one. Uh, Empire. I definitely have to go with the light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was just like, damn, the rebellion's got to come back swinging on this one, especially mm-hmm. like how that shit ended. And the last Jedi. Um, I kind of want to lean into the dark a little bit because I'm kind of on Kylo's side about. You know, kill kill the old ways, let the new ways, and let the new ways begin. Mm-hmm. But the, see, Yoda kind of touches up on that as well about you know everything that we need for the. He he also said everything that we need for the Jedi or everything that we need for the Jedi to to live on is in Ray. So he kind of does say that. Yeah. And Ray is obviously like the new type of Jedi. Yeah. So, um. I probably have to say I probably have to agree with you on that. I'd probably have to say like light. So it was like three for so for me it'd be three lights as well. Okay. Um Hey, we agreed on something. You agree on a, a lot. I mean except for that one part about Luke or Leia and Luke kissing as a defining moment in Empire Strikes Back. It's totally weird. But you know, you're into that thing, so <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm totally into that. Yeah, you're totally into incest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. You're gross. <laughs> You're the one who's like, this is seen divine empire. Said it just like that. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, so uh that's you have anything else to add to uh to these Star Wars movies? Anything opinions or anything like that? Um I'm surprised that they thought Attack of the Clones was a good idea with how they wrote it. hmm George Lucas really yeah. I'm I'm just surprised by it. Uh, like how yeah. awful can you be? Uh, well, let me see. Did George Luke? I know. Did George Lucas write? Because I don't think he actually wrote that one. I think he had a, a hand in it. Nope, it was him. Oh no, it was he. It was written by him and Jonathan Hales. Mm. They were the one who were screaming. But I mean, it doesn't feel very George Lucasy to me, though. What for um, attack? Um, attack of the Clones or Empire? Attack of the Clones. It, to me, it, it seems has very... elements of it, but it's like. There's no way that he could have written um, A New Hope and this. Well, yeah, A New Hope is... That's the thing. It's Maybe because George Lewis got a bit older, maybe he's a little bit different now. Of course, obviously, he's different from his days of writing New maybe Hope. Maybe he had a mini-stroke? Probably. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I have to give it up for uh, Irving Kirshner. Uh, director Irvin Kirshner, he's the one who directed Empire and 
uh, Leigh Brackett and Lawrence uh, Kasdan, they were the writers of Empire. Okay. So that's why, I think that's why Empire is so flushed out, so much better. That's why people consider it. It makes sense. It makes sense. There's so many great uh, character development. That's why a lot of people consider it um, the best one out of. Out all of all three. these, yeah, yeah, out of all three, um, maybe, maybe even out of all the Star Wars movies. I, well, I, to me, it's still. I don't, I don't know if it's, it to me, it's probably still is the best out of the Star Wars movies. But I really like that Last Jedi movie. I agree with you. About it being the best one so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what's we don't know what's going to happen with um, the Rise of Skywalker. I haven't heard if it's great or if it's bad or anything. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith did say that like. The last shot in the movie would like melt your mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, when the, and Attack of the Clones and uh, Phantom Menace, George Lucas had already built up this like legendary status. Oh, that's George Lucas wants to do this? All right, yeah, it's George Lucas. He knows what to do. Who's going to say no to George Lucas? Yeah. And they, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that is going to be our take on uh, Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back, and The Last Jedi. Um, you guys should still t- not stay tuned to this current episode, but... <laughs> yeah, wait, you know, listen to Dead Air. Yeah, listen to Dead Air. Until the next one. Yeah. Um, uh, you folks can expect our regular episode... Uh, about a day or a couple of days after this is released, where we are going to be reviewing uh, uncut gems and after hours. After hours, after hours. Yeah, the last the last episode we record, I say we were going to do the Irishman. No, you say you're going to do the Irishman and Goodfellas, but we decided just to change that up because we realized uncut gems is coming out this weekend yeah. or this past weekend. Um, but after that, uh, that uncut gems episode we are doing another regular episode but it's gonna be some of the same thing now we're just combining it we're gonna be doing um revenge of the sith return of the jedi and we're gonna give you our full review of the rise of skywalker uh now be out next week <laughs> my brain went dead for a second is it next week it is next week yeah it is next week yes yes because by the time they re- by the time they get this it will they can expect that episode next week <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that's gonna be it for our uh for this special uh if you want to reach out to us you know the real appeal at gmail or find us on facebook twitter instagram say hi say whatever say you hate us whatever don't care i think mark's heart would break though since he has to bid you adieu and then tell you he loves you every episode no this is a regular episode <laughs> Uh, other than that, uh, we are going to say, well, Kelsey will say, I will say, I think you should close it out the same way you opened it. How'd I open it? The Imperial March. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, nah, (laughs) nah, I will close it out. No, I will close it out by saying the classic Star Wars line. I have a fat. I have a bad feeling about this. I have that. a fat feeling about <laughs> this. I fucked that up. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. Your brain should have had a bad feeling about you saying that. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, other than that, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>